Hit him with that full auto. That's what he's going to do. <sighs> well, everybody, welcome back to the 307 Podcast. We're so happy that you're joining us today for this nice, peaceful episode. Although it's been yes. four days or so for you, listeners, it's been about two minutes for us. So <laughs> yep. we're coming off a really. We're really to help. We're really happy to have you here today. My name is Chad Wright, former U.S. Navy SEAL, ultra runner, podcast host. Uh, I have my uh, brother here, Blake, with me, president of Three of Seven Project. I'm happy to be here, too. Thank you for joining us today, Blake. We have um, instructor Krista here, full-time instructor at Three of Seven Project. How are you feeling today, instructor Krista? This is the worst day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck? Krista, I'm hoping it's going to turn around. Do we need to talk? Do we need to rehash the power of the spoken word here? <laughs> Come on. Maybe about 15 minutes ago we did. Uh, <laughs> and um, last but not least, we have Admiral Chili, the admirable Admiral Chili. <laughs> Welcome, Chili. I got new titles. Yeah. Dang. Have you? Are you admiral status in the space force now? Um, yes, I deemed him admiral. No, he's in charge of an he entire. He can't fleet. deem nothing. In the, he ain't even part of the you're space not, force. I may be. Am I admiral in three of seven? I've ranked yeah, up. Yeah. Well, I'm ahead of that in space force. So, what are you? Can you give your rank? <coughs> Maybe when I retire. Chili and I were actually talking earlier um, about when a vote comes of when when we need to vote. As a three of seven project team, like on whether or not to go rock climbing or to go running, when that vote needs to come up, you just decide. No, no, <laughs> is that what it is? no, that's not what so, it is. So, so since we have a even four here, yeah, because when it was three, it was two versus one, yeah. the two would win, but in four, yeah. So we talked about this, and <clears throat> Chili and I. Uh, came up with the conclusion. That okay, so there it already doesn't matter because you two <laughs> just have deemed something. No, this so is just, a logical. Everything else you've said is just discredited. <laughs> this is a logical conclusion. Chili and I's vote, if we vote together, will always outweigh you guys' vote. Because? Because, I, because we have more total combined time and service to 307 Project. <laughs> So we're automatically higher ranking, and our votes combined equal more mass than y'all's vote. So I think our combined uh, our combined ages are greater than your combined ages. So I especially think since be, we have kids, mm-hmm. uh, I oh. think we have more life experience. And our combined wisdom mm-hmm. is also more than y'all's. So mm. y'all's knowledge, your knowledge. At least outweighs mine, but your wisdom. Mm-mm. Don't worry, we're gonna talk. And about also it. your CrossFit skills, <laughs> son. <laughs> son. You got your beat on that. I mean, just pitiful. How did you get so good at CrossFit, all dude? It's just good. You know what I did? You know all I did is I I just bear I pulled your trick on you. I just barely pull ahead of you, and you're like, oh man, Blake must be feeling good. I'm feeling bad. Look, gosh, I gotta slow down. And, I can't do this. I got to break my push-ups doing 10 sets of one. <laughs> my push-ups are on sat. Um, so. You also act like he just got good at CrossFit. He's been good for a while. 
No, he hadn't been good for mm-hmm. a while. I, it wasn't to me. That jugger was weaker than cat's water when he first started. Bad. What, three years ago? No, not too long oh, ago. I've only been crossfitting about a year. He's getting really? pretty stout. That's when I started. <laughs> started right around the same time. Uh, I've um, done it about five times in the past year. <laughs> They've all been good. Every other month. We had a really good run this morning. Did you guys enjoy that run? Yeah. No. Running is the dumbest thing. <laughs> Krista, what happened it there? It is bad the, for you. There at the end, you you just... Just... just I was like, on a downhill. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She was ready to get that thing over with. <laughs> she must have been, because I was having trouble. I was trying to stay ahead of her coming down that last stretch. And I was having trouble staying ahead of her. I thought... What the world? Downhill running is usually hard on your knees. It Did is. your knees hold up good this morning? Uh, they hurt a little bit, yeah. And there was one downhill, one of the first downhills where I felt something happen. And Oof. I was hoping it would work out, and eventually it did. So, but That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we got to quit doing good. all that running. Well, you guys are getting too muscle-bound. Blake <laughs> and Krista are getting way too muscle-bound. I'm getting fat-bound. I'm trying to bind up some fat. It's all that bread. Yep. Bread and sugar. I put sugar on my bread. <laughs> Good gosh, Amadi. Are we talking about anything today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, He's over it. I, I actually want to get some insight from you guys on uh, parenting and what it's like to have kids. And no, you don't. You just want something to fill a podcast. You don't care about that <laughs> no, stuff. No, I really do. I really do. Something to disagree with. No, yeah. <laughs> the, other day, um, the other day, we actually thought Brooke might be pregnant. <laughs> and she she ended up not being, but uh, that'd have been funny if you said on the podcast announced made the announcement. <laughs> no, no, it ain't like that. But but you know when that happens, you start thinking about. I wonder what it would be like to have kids. So I really do care about this, man. I bet your heart rate got up on that, <laughs> didn't it? No, no. Yeah, Probably didn't might, sleep for three nights. I mean, you might want to consider what it might be like to have kids before. You no, that's that's not you, the way I roll. You cut it close. That's not the way I roll. <laughs> Before you play See, with that, this is the way I live my life. I'm a very uh, resilient human being, which means I don't ever plan ahead for anything. Don't plan on that. You strap in for twenty years or something. I rely on my ability to be resilient. In other words, I just take life as it comes, and it's just like when you're out on the river for 10 hours straight, and you you realize, I'm literally getting roasted by the sun right now. I hope someone has sunscreen, because I didn't think about the sun. And you go around, and you, you ask, and hopefully somebody has sunscreen, because um, hopefully somebody is the opposite of me, where they actually plan for things. This and, is ridiculous. And so then it works out. But ultimately, I knew that I was resilient enough that even if nobody else had sunscreen or maybe they used all their sunscreen on themselves, that I was going to make it through. So that's how I live my life, man. I highly recommend that lifestyle choice, by the way, for all you listeners. If you are planning things out, stop doing that. Just take life as it comes and build resiliency. Right? Because then you never have to be worried about things that are coming. You never even never even crosses your mind like children. 
You know, I think you're actually. I don't think you actually buy into that. I think that's just what you enjoy, and so mm-hmm. that's what you've decided. Because just the other day, you told us that you think it's a good idea to plan things, and you should. You're gonna start implementing some structure into your day, and and if then you don't th- plan, that just fell by the wayside. Without any planning, you will not accomplish anything. You have to plan. Well, you to some to, degree, you have and to be creative. You can plan and not worry. Those things can't happen at the same time, too. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess that would be the the ultimate uh, best way to live life is to have both those aspects to where you kind of had a plan, but you also knew you were resilient enough to make it through if something went awry with your plan. Mm-hmm. If you could combine those two, that would be awesome. Um, that's kind of what Blake and I have going on. It's like both of us, if you equaled both of us, you would you would have a really good person, <laughs> right? So you're really half a person right now. Yeah, we're two halves. Two halves. And, and that's how, that's how we, we have been able to go through life together. You know what your mom said the other day? We were, you were there. You were in the car. She said, if, if, uh, if you had a person that took the good parts of Blake and the good parts of Chad, it'd be me. Mm. You know, she said that. That's why chili's so popular. Ponder on that. You know, I love chili so much, man. <laughs> I I made the comment the other day, you know, there are not I, I meet a lot of people and there are very few people that I think could make it actually make it through SEAL training. Maybe I can count on one hand of the people I've met in the last five years that I thought could make it through. And um Chili's one of those five. He's one of them. He, Chili could do anything he set his mind to. He's he's probably one of the most valuable people that that you you could ever meet and spend time with in life. Good grief! Thank yep. you. Um. So yeah, I am interested in, uh, and I think a lot of listeners are also interested in what the parenting experience has been like for you two grown adults and if um, you had a kid i would laugh my but i would <laughs> laugh for years about this i mean I, I don't know if i could continue on with life seriously anymore i would just constantly be laughing it may not be a good idea huh that'd yeah, be funny but before we move forward in this uh, episode before you have children, <clears throat> you should probably get married. Now, should probably. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. It's a, Seems like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea uh, to find the right person to reproduce with. Um. Now, and not only just find them, but also enter a covenant with them. Now, the reason I want to talk about this is because you know, Chili's Chili is single. And on the on the there there are many um, females that are pursuing him right now. And how many? He won't many. (laughs) Oh yeah, there's a handful. And and uh, so I want to talk about first. Should you get married? Should what do you think, Blake? Should you get married? If you plan to have kids, you should. Okay. What do you think, Krista? Uh, I think different people are called to different things in life. And so I think if you can and that opportunity's there and it's a good thing, then yeah, I think you should definitely commit to that person 
think marriage is a great institution, good thing. But I think there are people who remain single all their lives, and that's a great thing too. So, what's the number? What what's like one of the big things that marriage has provided, or how has it enhanced your life experience, or enhanced you as a person? Anything. I mean, you guys just said it. Probably a good idea to get married. There's got. What's the why? How does it enhance life? Well, I mean, having if you're gonna have kids, then obviously you need to get married. And getting married, the people that raise kids that are single, I don't know really how they do that, and they're able to work, and <laughs> I don't know how they do it. So, uh, the practical aspect of it of having someone there to help, but also having somebody that if you choose the right person that really is like your best friend that you can like you can be yourself I say be yourself around them people whatever but like you can tell them anything you don't tell anything to anybody at least I don't and so just having somebody that you know really what they think about you who they are you're with them day and night I mean those are the good things to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because not everybody has that in a friend some people do have that in friends but it can be tough to have that in a friend, but when you've committed to each other, then it's almost a given that that has to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, in addition to that, I think a huge thing that happens when you get married, should happen, I think inevitably happens, is you change. You don't stay on the same path. You don't stay the same person. You get challenged. Um, If you have a a good partner, that person is going to be sharpening you and pulling things out of you that wouldn't, it wouldn't have happened otherwise. Um, reflecting things back of, to you of yourself that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. And so it's like a good training partner, you yeah. know, it, it really is. And so it, it refines you and then you do the same for that other person. Um, and then I think you have the opportunity to develop some real deep intimacy. Um, just take a, a relationship to a level that you just can't take a friendship. Like, or, I mean, you can have close buddies and friends, but in a marriage, you have the opportunity to create some real deep intimacy. And that's a beautiful thing. It's a scary, frightening thing, but it's a beautiful thing when that happens. Um, I think that, and this applies to having kids too, but I just know I understand God better. And a lot of the things I read in scripture, I just see and experience in a different way because of being married like when it talks about, um, you know, just metaphors that use uh, images of marriage and weddings and a bride and a bridegroom. And like, you just read those things differently because of being married. And same thing with, I, I would not have an understanding of God as my father or certain aspects of God without being a parent. I just, you can't, you just can't without experiencing it yourself. And so I think it just gives a depth to your spiritual life as well. That's pretty profound, Mm -hmm. Krista. You were also married though. So well, do you you think people, I was going to give Chili an an opportunity to answer because Chili was actually on a marriage podcast the other day. Were you really? Yeah. Mike, (laughs) Mike Bellini. Chili was Featured on a marriage podcast. What's it called? Ultra Marriage? Uh-huh. Okay. If y'all want to hear Chili on Ultra Marriage. Son, Mike Bellini's podcast about to blow up. Go listen to him. What What do you think, Chili? What was the question? 
Sorry, I mean, should I don't. People get married, should and people so, get married? And oh, if so, what, and how what, has it enhanced your life? I'm not in the business of telling people what they ought to do. I mean, that's that's what you know. The well, question me, is, what, should they? I pay. So what one way you could answer this question maybe is seeing your parents' marriage. Like, what right. do you think has happened, or what have you seen modeled that's been beneficial? Through seeing maybe not you yourself being married, but well, I'll tell you this: I've I've said for a long time I don't really understand marriage fully, but I think a better way to say that is I see a lot of people in high school, you know, middle school, college, growing up, kids saying like if they don't have a girlfriend or you know or a significant other. They they uh, are constantly worried about trying to find one, mm-hmm. and and like they just gotta have one. Like good grief, I got it. This is embarrassing. Even people say that this is not good. This is gotta have one, and and I'm always like, why? I, like, is there someone you have? I, I I used to say that all the time. Is there someone you got in mind? And they'd be like, no. And I'm like, well. Well, you just want a you just want a, a body, a warm body. I mean, what what good is that? Like, I don't understand that. I don't. I wouldn't understand wanting to be married for the sake of being married. But I think I could get. I, I get more when people say, "Hey, I wasn't looking to get married, but I met this person, and man, she was incredible." Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, got close, and and I just. you know i love her she loves me and and want to spend the rest of my life with her raise a family with her whatever and it's like we got married it's like okay i mean that there's logic behind that Mm -hmm. but just wanting to be married when you just when there's not a person in your head is like bizarre yeah yeah but that's that's everybody i see you know what i think plays a lot into that i think the the human the human desire to want to be wanted by someone else plays a lot into that, man. Maybe. I don't know what it is fully. I I think that's what drives a lot of adultery. I think that's what drives a lot of um, these relationships like you're talking about, Chili, is simply it's, it's a person's, I don't know if you call it vanity or what it is, but it feels good as a human to know someone is coveting you. Physically, emotionally, whatever it is, right? And I think that is part of the sinful nature of human. So. I think that deep desire isn't necessarily sinful. I can, I do think it can get distorted. Yes. But I think we do have, as humans, have a deep desire to be chosen, um, to be treasured, to be valued, um, to be understood. And I think those deep desires can drive us when they're not getting met or fulfilled by God or by other, you know, um, better, purer things, or it's just not the right time for that to be met by a, a person that, that will meet that desire. But so I think underneath it, that desire actually is a healthy part of being human. Mm. But, but I think what you're describing is people misdirecting that or distorting that desire. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I do think that plays into it a lot. Yeah. And, and you said something earlier, Krista, about how, when you know a young person, it it's great to uh, really. Charlie's a great model for this to take time to figure out who you are apart from someone else. Mm-hmm. 
There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I think that's a healthy thing, but it's not a thing that our culture prom- promotes. Um, I think going back to what Chili said, as uh, you know, younger people, they think that's just the pathway. Once you reach the age of sexual maturity, you you need to find a partner, right? You need to find a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and, and it's and it's you're a weirdo if you don't have one. Or there's something wrong with you. Uh, you know, I've always wondered, Chili, why have you chosen to stay single? I I don't, I, I, I think I just laid it out. I mean, I don't want to, I don't have a desire for a, 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 girl, to, a girlfriend to just meet. I mean, I don't have that desire. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I would get it if you know if if you met somebody and then we're like, well, it's 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 that person. Okay. But I mean, I guess I get that. But I mean, I don't get just wanting one and then, I, like, I, just, I I don't know how else to say it. I don't get no, that. I get that. I, I don't. What what about why would someone want to do that? Why would why why would you? How could you do that and not have somebody specific in mind? I guess it's just uh, like you know the w- what you're supposed to do, or yeah, or maybe some people don't legitimately don't care who it is. They just want a uh, a warm body. I mean, yeah. that may be what it is. I don't know. I yeah. I completely understand your perspective because, um, and I think it's rare. I actually, um, my husband's the first person I dated. So, and that was in college, my sophomore year of college. And I, I didn't date anybody. I went on a handful of dates, like first dates with people. But I knew I would know immediately, like, no. Like, there's no point in this relationship, but there's no point in going out. I can still be friends with this person. But and uh, but I, I, I think I share that perspective and know what you're saying. And it's and I think that's rare to have that. And, and But then when you know, when you meet that person um, – and you decide, okay, this is possible, this, you know, and I think for a lot of young people, like, there's kind of no point, like, where is it going to go, you know, and so I think that when you do uh, finally meet somebody that you're, you're willing to kind of uh, move toward and invest in and pursue, then, um, you know, that'll happen, but it may not happen, but I wasn't, I wasn't looking, I wasn't looking for anybody, I wasn't looking to get married, someday I thought maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't, I don't know, and, um, kind of like your philosophy of life, you know, just see what happens. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so I think that, you know, that perspective is just probably pretty rare. And so uh, I, yeah. I, I admire Chili for having that um, way of Man, this approaching is just, it. This, this is, is the Chili. This is yeah. just admiring me today. Admire first, Chili Day. The first part of this podcast yeah. is. Um, Good grief. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, Chili got mad at me earlier because, you know. No, hey, stop right there. When, stop. When stop. females stop. You want stop. to talk to Chili, I send them to him. Uh, you need to not do that because guess they what? They pass through my filter, and they, if, if you pass through the filter, you... That's rude, ain't it? It's freaking ridiculous, man, because you, you think that I'm telling you not to say stuff like that because it bothers me. It bothers me for <sighs> these people, these... Gosh, dude. Don't worry about them, Chili. It's like, sending a, the, it's like a, sending the kid to the candy shop knowing the guy's not going to give him no candy. You're a jerk, dude. So what right. do you think? Do you think people should get okay. married? Okay, yeah, I, I'll answer my own question. Um, Freaking jerk. I think, um, 
You dog it all the time. <laughs> I think. Hope Burke's not listening. No, I mean. He sure does crap on marriage uh, a lot. I, I mean, I would recommend. <laughs> He's you. thinking this one out, ain't he? I would recommend you to not get married. Um, and and <laughs> for many reasons. Uh, now, here's here's what how most people operate though. Most people don't have enough self control over their sexual desire to not get married. You know. Well, that's one thing Chili holds a high standard in terms of self-control. He's never touched a drop of alcohol. He trains like a freaking mad dog. He can hone his diet down to just just the perfect diet. That's all part of self-control, right? And so if you're like Chili and you have that level of self-control, then no, don't get married. Unless you happen to meet that person like Chili's talking about, that you're like, holy crap, this is a no-brainer, right? I think also, this is biblical, by the way. This is not Chad's opinion. This is biblical. I think also, if you are not married, it is much easier to focus on serving the Lord. Now, I know people have problems with that statement because there are ways. This is probably the way the, the, the marriage has, has most benefited me. And it's contradictory to what I just said. The biggest benefit that marriage has given me is it's given me the opportunity to emulate Christ um, in terms of love, in terms of serving my wife, in terms of dying to myself, it's the biggest gift that marriage has given me, and it uh, and I would have never done any of those things if I wasn't bound by the covenant of marriage. I wouldn't have. I would have. Somebody would have. I would have rolled on out, boy. All right. So, Chili, um, that's my answer to that question. I didn't ask, but yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but so you're you basically marriage is freaking hard, man. But you're not saying don't get married, really. You're saying unless you meet, you know, somebody that, yeah, which you know, and even then, if you do meet that person, I'd still recommend you don't get married. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say either way. Like I know the verse you're talking about, where Paul says better, better if if you don't get married, and I don't know the you know the exact quote of the scripture but, but if you can't control yourself get married that's what he says yeah and then on the other hand god created adam and eve for a reason yeah and i mean created marriage so he it, said it's, it's not good for man to be alone yeah yeah so i mean there's well if i wasn't married i would still date <laughs> and just tempt your just tempt your <laughs> no 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 that's what y'all were talking about earlier both of you guys chili and krista were like 
oh, I was going on a date with somebody and I just immediately knew it wasn't over. I didn't say when, that. When, I've never been on a date. When, when, I, <laughs> when I was a young single man, I enjoyed the process of dating. Even if it was a person that I knew I was never going to be with, I just enjoyed taking people out and, and showing them a good time, man. So you just like to string women along. No, I just enjoy. Or man, he would go out and, you know, take take them out. Sh- if you're not interested in marrying them or something, what's the difference in taking a girl out and eating or taking a man out and eating? I'm telling you, I just like, I enjoy the process. If you're just going out with a buddy. See, that's y'all's problem, man. Y'all got to learn to fall in love with the process. Okay? I'm a process guy. That's well, what I like about it. I like the process of things. We got in the truck the other day. We was headed to a basic course and fired up the Suburban. It connects to Chad's phone, Bluetooth, via Bluetooth. And Lil John, Hitting that Lil John. and the Eastside Boys and Pastor Troy comes on and throw it up. Y'all don't know that's what we listen to? And uh, and I Chad gets in the car and I'm like, dude, what is this <laughs> garbage? And he's like, you know, I like the gangster kind of what a crowd like that's a lot like rednecks I, the culture is the, and i they said are. what they are ain't nobody and ever said that before and so here i'm just drawing this back that he he takes these strange things and he tries to draw some foundational principle about it uh, you know i just like the process and the, i enjoy the experience of eating out and you know just just, oh, yeah, the, said that. just the eating out institution <laughs> and i just love the process of taking a lady out and you know i do i i, I little john he, he just like david ellen co them they too. are it, they're like rednecks in the city yeah i'm telling you they really are um, foul vulgar how can you listen to music that says those words we that's what we listen to we just we just like it for the beat though (laughs) you turn the bass up throw it up man yeah you don't know i gotta you ain't never Mm. seen that sub in the back of that toyota that thing will thump boy this might be the first blake you've gotten us off track now (laughs) yeah usually chad gets us off track i know well um yeah, man, I, you know, and, and also, I think because, um, you know, we spent so much time as young people being raised by our our women, right? Our mother, our aunts, and I just enjoy the company of women. <laughs> I do. I prefer the company. What's that guy's name on Family Guy, Chili, you was telling me about? Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the company of females. It, there's not there there is absolutely <laughs> nothing sexual about it. I just prefer the company of females. All right, well let's move on. Are you calling him pervert? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I think everybody ought to just date. <laughs> Gosh Almighty, son, this podcast is going downhill fast. Blake, what's wrong with you today, man? <laughs> It was already the worst day of Chris's life. <laughs> Literally the worst day of her life. Holy smokes, man. All right, let's transition. Okay, now, 
we've we've decided we met the right person. We we're we're married here. We've talked about the good things about marriage. Um, now I want to hear from you guys because this is the honest truth. I cannot figure out why in the world anyone would have kids. I cannot understand why anyone would want to have kids. I could figure out maybe like if it was back in the day and you lived on a big farm and you needed helpers on the farm to harvest crops and all that stuff. It, it, then I could see the practical side of having children, um, or if you just if it was accidental. But I can't see why anybody would actually. I have well, there's no accidentally having kids. You know what you do. <laughs> I have zero desire to have children, and so I'm trying to understand this. You think that's true? What? Zero. There's not a little speck of desire. No. You don't think? Not, day, not he was just wanting to start a youth camp. Not <laughs> yeah. Not now. Now I like children. The uh, the our girls. You're just not selfless enough to have one and set your own <laughs> time aside and develop one. I mean, there's nothing in the world that I love more than Blake's girls. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> All right. I like kids, and as a matter of fact, I have I, I I've I've, I've kind of been getting a little bit of spark. For wanting to work with some youth, youths, youths, and um, I'm not there yet, but it's getting sparked up. Can y'all help me understand um, the the benefit? Uh, what you guys have got out? First of all, what drove you to to have children? Was it a natural instinct, or or what what was it? I, that's what I can't figure out. The initial thing, what drove you to want to have children? Uh, Somebody please answer this question for me. <laughs> Was it on accident? What? No, I think natural <laughs> instinct is is uh, part of it. I think when you get married, I mean, it's one, it's the natural result of, you know, um, <clears throat> marriage. I think that, that that can happen. I mean, obviously, that's the way it's designed. <laughs> Um, so I think it's just the natural result of a relationship. And then I think, um, yeah, I think you, you, this, this little person you produce is, is you and your spouse. Like it's, um, the culmination of the two of you, which is a really, just a really incredibly cool thing. Um, and I think, I mean, I think that's sort of more of a practical side of it. Um, but there was an innate desire there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. Um, yeah, for sure. I think you, I think one of the things that can happen, doesn't always happen, but can happen through marriage is one of those things I mentioned earlier that changes in you is you become less selfish and you become more selfless and throughout marriage. And so I think that's an expression of that as well is, is it's one other step toward selflessness that you then want to turn what you have um, and your love toward someone else. And you want to not just serve your spouse, but you want to serve this child and you want to, to raise them up, um, and love them. And I think it's just an outflow of what's happened in your own heart for me anyway. Um, and I know lots of people, you know, as far as the question of marriage, should you, should you not, 
there are people people that remain single. I think there are also people that are married and they don't have children. Many people would love and long to have children and they can't for some reason or another, um, which is devastating for them. And so I think, um, I think there's also an aspect too, like I know there are people who can't. And so kind of like, you know, when we've done workouts before, we've done hard things. Like one of the things we remind the people, students or people we're working out with is there are people who would love to do this that they can't right now. Mm -hmm. And so I think to have the ability to have children and to not do that for maybe selfish reasons or um, not great reasons. Um, I don't know. I just think that that would be hard for me to, to realize that there are people who would love that, to do this and they can't. And so it makes me very thankful. I feel thankful that I can. Hmm. So. Interesting. <laughs> How yeah, about I you, mean, Blake? For us, it was quite intentional. It took mm-hmm. us a while to before we had Blakely. I mean, Cap like a year before she got pregnant and so we wanted kids but i i I don't know about her but for me i've always loved kids growing up and playing with little kids and stuff and so i i wanted one of my own you know like i wanted someone that i could play with that i knew was going to love me that i could instill my you know values into and uh, the the feeling that you get and and the reward i guess that you get like when you come home or when we come home from a basic course or something and they're still up and they're like just, you know, waiting on you to come in and uh, it's just the the unconditional love that they show you. And, you know, maybe I didn't realize all that beforehand before we had kids. But, yeah, I mean, it was just – I think it was just something natural that like I, I, always, I always wanted kids. That's why, you know, there was a part of me at a certain time where I was thinking about going in the military, and I decided, no, I want to stay home and start a family, and that, that's what I want. That's what, I'm, mm-hmm, that's what I want to do. And so that's what I did. So I think it was sort of a natural desire. Um, that's interesting. I will say, though, I, I wasn't one. I think a lot of young girls uh, – babysit and they want to work in the nursery at church or you know be around little children and I wasn't that person (laughs) I did not grow up like that like I didn't um have a lot of experience around babies I was playing sports and really active in a lot of other ways and um wasn't opposed to that but I was I didn't grow up as somebody who like had these dreams of having a family and having kids and um and so I, I don't think that that always ha- is the case. And so I think that that is one cool thing about how my life has evolved with getting married and having children is it, it has brought things out of me that were in me that I wouldn't have discovered otherwise, you know, that desire to nurture and care for and love um, my children. And so I think that that's another way, just like marriage draws things out of you that you might not have discovered or, or, or developed otherwise I think children do that too and so um and chances are if you ever had kids you would see things come out of you inside of you that you maybe kind of knows there but like it would just be expressed in a way that like you might be like wow like I never imagined I would be in this place and Mm -hmm. experience these these feelings and acting in this way um yeah, and both and both you guys had multiple kids. <laughs> yeah, we did it again. <laughs> so yeah, so what? So for the listeners that maybe just have one kid, I mean, 
why would you go on to have another one? I mean, would that one not just achieve all that y'all just talked about? Short memories. Oh. One, I mean, for I, I wanted another kid for Blakely. I mean, it, it was on the account of her. I mean, yeah, of course we loved Blakely, but if you were thinking about yourself, yeah, it's probably better just to have one kid. But then, like, Chili grew up as the only kid, so. Look how you turned out. Yeah, but. I think, uh, then I think on the other hand, like if it was just me or just you, then like how would our lives have been different and how would they be different now? And so, I mean, really it all needs to be like, I think you should seek wisdom and all of this stuff and it's different for everybody. And well, yeah, but I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm talking to two people right now for, yeah. And I'm telling you, like, (laughs) I think for me, that was the wisdom that we found was that. Uh, it shouldn't just be Blakely alone and that she should have a sis or another sibling growing up. Mm. And, and you, Krista, you had many yeah, kids. I had three and I might've had, more. <laughs> I might've had more, but, um, I had three C-sections. And so if I'd had a fourth, it would have been high risk. And so they recommended, um, they just said, if you have a fourth, you're very likely going to have to have another C-section. And so that would just put me at high risk. And so we made a decision um, based on that. So, um, wow, but yeah, you would have had more. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I would have. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, it's, uh, it's unfathomable and it's, <laughs> it's hard to imagine in the beginning before you have kids. And then when you have those kids, when they're little, it's just really hard. It's challenging in a lot of ways, but there are these incredible rewards that offset that and that you just don't know until you experience it. And, when you experience those things, um, it just, it changes you. It really does. And, and I know there are people who don't continue to have kids for lots of reasons, but, um, but I think it's, there's an awareness too, I think for me anyway, that like what the difficulty we're going through right now or this phase we're in, like it doesn't last forever. You know, this child is going to end up going into you know be a teenager and then they're going to go into adulthood and then they're going to have kids and I'm going to have grandkids likely possibly because of them and and it's I I think I just intend to be also a person that doesn't make decisions based on how I'm feeling at the moment try to step outside of that too and so so even if I'm in the middle of something that's really hard or difficult I'm not going to base my future decisions um on that that feeling at the moment. And so I think projecting that out among, you know, across many years, the the thought of my kids having siblings and brothers and sisters that they grew up with and what that might look like in the future, like that vision was bigger or big enough for me to, Mm. to say, no, I think this would be a good thing, even though it's, it's going to be hard. Um, and there's going to, there are going to be moments. I don't know why you, why you wouldn't, why would you not have kids if you're married? Why wouldn't you? Because of the difficulty or because of... <laughs> you see that look? <laughs> Why would you not? Like if you're physically able, there's Many not a reason. reason like if a, you're married a reason and not. you're able to have kids, <laughs> is it are they selfish reasons? <laughs> Many or, reasons. Where would I start? <laughs> but where are they all rooted? Oh, the look he, he still gives. I, I mean, I don't even know. I, I could literally spend the whole podcast talking about why a, a normal human would not have kids. 
I don't. Which would all be selfish. Yeah, they're all <laughs> selfish reasons. So you got to think of where the the motives Hold are on. rooted at. No, they're not all selfish. Give me one that's they're not. They're not all selfish. Give me one that's not. Um. Well, one reason that I I would not have kids is because why in the crap would I want to bring another human into this experience that is life? There is nothing about this life that I am attached to. There is nothing about this life that I am attached to. Why would I partake in bringing another human into this life? To raise them up, to help other, to do the Lord's work. What if, what if every Christian across the country said, you know what? Screw this. We're not reproducing anymore. Let's, <laughs> sh- let's shut this unit down. <laughs> to be salt and light in the world. If I could see... The, you're you're the, riding the coattails of other people that are. Well, if know, I could see the spirits of the children that are unborn, I would say, don't come here. Stay where you are. SOS. This life sucks. Don't come down here. Is it just this life in general or just how the world is now? Well, I think particularly the time that we have well, all... Because that's the argument people always make to is, live in. is how bad the world is currently, which... They thought that since the beginning of time. every previous mm-hmm. generation from mm-hmm. the beginning of time. Well, look how bad it is now. Yeah, li- you know. life. Yeah, he, he, the life of fallen man. Yeah, it's just it's always been. You know, I think about that often. I'm like, gosh, man, this life is just filled with death, and everything dies, and just, just. And grief. if you had a kid, but it's would, also full of. And it, if you had a kid, you'd bring life into it. Mm-hmm. It's I also mean, full of life. And be, there is a lot of good things about life. I'm not attached to any of them. I didn't say I'm I mean, attached to them. You're not. A, I'm I mean, ready to get on out of this joint. <laughs> uh, I'm I, ready to depart the tent, son. <laughs> I've had enough of all this crap. Um, so that's one unselfish reason. I don't know that. I don't know that's unselfish. No, <laughs> that is totally unselfish. That is me thinking about. The life of another person that I don't want to bring into this equation. That's actually me being very selfless. I don't think that's a very um, honest or deep answer. That's like a that's a reason to justify. That's that's not really how you feel. That's a reason for you to justify not having kids. You don't I, feel let, that let me way. let me tell you another selfless reason. Okay, now, uh, well, I don't know how this applies to you guys, but. My marriage and my relationship has uh, had some very unique challenges that have set my wife and I back in terms of, and and I'm I'm talking about the military life and the you know all that came from that and just never being settled and and that's the life that I have been have been created to live. And I, truthfully, I don't feel like I don't I don't think that I am capable or like settled enough to to responsibly bring another life into the on into this experience here. My life has been weird, man. I know everybody can say that about their lives, but let me tell you, my life has been extra weird. Yeah, right. and that's that's a wisdom issue uh, that you know, thinking like this, 
doesn't seem like a good time or we feel equipped or there's, you know, there can be reasons for that. And, but that's different than saying this seems unwise right now than I'm never going to. Cause I think there has to be a certain element of trust that God, I don't know, God could do something and, and I have to trust that he would provide and, and give me whatever he gives would be sufficient for what we need in this moment mm-hmm. to, you know, and so I think there's a difference between between saying <clears throat> in this moment, at this time, this doesn't seem like a wise choice if we have a choice in it. Um, and this is bad. I would never do this. Mm. So those just seem like different. Yeah. Yeah. Different attitudes. Yeah. I have a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, and my final reason I'll, I'll tell you guys is... Um, Crap, I forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a good one. The I main ha- reason is that you have a lot of things you still want to do in uh-huh. life and you don't want to give no oh, time. Oh, well, he's, got, he's a young man. He, I, I got my, I'm not, dude, I'm getting old. No. I'm getting old. Young man. Uh, that, oh, this is Your my final reason. Your seed is probably expired anyways. <laughs> it's my final reason. <laughs> what the crap, Blake? <laughs> Shooting blanks. <laughs> I'm going to put freaking explicit on this podcast now. What what was your final reason? My final reason is like I was some, for some reason I am missing the, the genetic like code as a human to procreate. I'm missing that. Like, that innate natural that desire. desire. I'm totally absent of that. And so I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the Lord has removed that from me because that is not the path that I was meant, meant to serve. That's just not <clears throat> what I was meant to do in life. So that's, that's, my, that's my last reason I'll, well, I'll give you guys. I could go on with many more. I but. think, go ahead, Chili. Well, I was just going to say, I'm curious about that because I think when you say that, you say like you don't have the desire, you mean to have kids, right? Yeah, well, I mean, all animals in nature have the desire to procreate. It's what well, keeps the species alive. Well, right, like the desire to have sex with your wife is the biological desire to procreate. Like that's what that achieves in the end you know what i'm saying like i think i think you do have that desire <laughs> i mean no i don't <laughs> i don't well maybe you don't i just wanted to get you never to much say. cared for sexual relations <laughs> <laughs> maybe you don't i just wanted to get you to either confirm or deny that i guess yeah, never much cared for it okay it's an inconvenience all right Well, whether you want to have kids or not, I think that your response to it shouldn't be, uh, anybody that has kids is an idiot. You're a fool (laughs) if you have kids. Maybe it should just be that it's not a good idea for Chad to have kids because I think that a lot of people that really look up to you can take that to heart and maybe start to resent their kids because oh, if they're in like a, grief, a hard bad. time or, or whatever, they're like, you know what? He's right. 
I don't know why anybody have these dang things. Well, and, I should, but, and I shouldn't even be married. But some, I mean, it, you guys might think this is extreme to say that, but I people know. People do that all the time. I yeah. know how much people value what you say. Well, people do that all the time with what he says, with what other people say, with people that they look up to. So, Well, and it's, it's, it is it's it's in the end their problem, but if you don't need to yeah. contribute to it. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's their problem. Yeah. But I think one thing, just to throw this out there, and as a reason that people have children, want to have children that they may not even realize, I think is the desire to that both men and women have is to take on more responsibility. I think, I think that's actually a part of it that yeah. some people don't even really consciously think, Oh, I'm, I want to have a kid. So I have more responsibility, but I think, Sort of gives you meaning, too. Gives you right, purpose. right. Purpose. Gives you meaning. Yeah, gives you responsibility, something to take. I think that's part of it, and I just... Yeah. Well, that's one point. thing that, that, I've, that I didn't hear either one of you guys say. One of the benefits I could see to having children is the fact that you always have a mission. Like, if you have children, you can never... You, you can say that you don't know what your purpose is, but you just, you just haven't reconciled with what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's a really, really valuable gift because so many people struggle finding purpose. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, if you have children, you ha- always have a, for the rest of your life, as long as yeah. those children are alive, even as adults, you always have purpose. Or you should. Yeah. You should identify with that as your ultimate purpose. Yeah. I think that can be something that's difficult for people as they pass through different phases of parenting too. Because when you're at, like Blake stage, when you have little bitties, you wake up and man, they're in your face, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) demanding and needy. And, and then I know I've experienced throughout the years that, that shift uh, happening because as my kids have become more independent and they become teenagers and then they leave home and, you know, I have one now living in a different state. And so two living in different states. And so that can be kind of a crisis for a parent too to figure out like because that purpose shifts and you have to kind of redefine it and it takes a different shape but you're right it never leaves so even my son who is on his own paying his own bills now and living his life you know I'm still his mom and my purpose looks different in that in parenting but that can be really difficult for people to to redefine and shift and figure that out and, and in a marriage, when that happens too, as your kids become independent and they leave the nest, they say, um, that can be an interesting moment for your marriage too. Because if you haven't continued to work on your marriage and grow together in intimacy and uh, foster a healthy marriage, when those kids leave, if you have been just oriented all around them and that has been your, your sole purpose for existence, that can be really hard on a marriage. So you have to have, you know, per- be purposeful in both marriage think, and parenting. I don't think that's healthy for the kids throughout no. their lifetime either. No. If they are the sole focus of the marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, a lot of listeners are going to be happy about this podcast. <laughs> they're, they're really going to like this. They're all the time requesting to hear about y'all's parenting skills. Well, there ain't many skills here. Um, I have a kids. friend. I have a friend who says... Uh, before I had kids, I had three theories about parenting and no kids. And then I had three kids and no theories about parenting. (laughs) (laughs) That happens really fast. (laughs) 
Well, I want to ask you guys uh, one more question before we um, wrap this show up. Give me a challenge that you've had to face as a as a parent, something that comes to mind, a challenge that you've had to face, and maybe how you overcame it or how you are currently overcoming it, or maybe you haven't found a solution to it, but a challenge that you faced as a parent. I mean, there's a... I know there's a lot, a I, but, but, them, but, but like one that might come to mind that that really challenged you. Uh, I don't know about an individual incident. I think like as a parent, a constant challenge for me is not producing a human that is not going to be like, like I'm not enough to get them to where they where they need to be or or maybe I'm doing some things wrong and so and you see that in the kids like uh, Chris and I were talking earlier some of the things they do is a really good mirror of the things that you do and some and then some things are just they do because they're kids but there's some things that they do such as um you know being angry or or act responding in a certain way and you know that that was because of you like you know man that is how I you. act. Yeah, yeah, they they learned it from you, and so, you know, that is a it's a gut check and a challenge, and you're like, oh crap. So then that in turn you have to work on yourself, and then you have to turn around and correct what you have just over a period of however long it's been. You didn't even know you were instilling that in your kid until it manifested itself, and then it did. Now you have to go back and redirect the path, and so, um, I'm, I my kids are young, so to to bring out something big would would be tough but aside from that is is helping uh helping your spouse navigate for me it's been tough helping cat navigate parenthood with her not having a mom and i mean i'm navigating it myself but when she's seeking out help and advice and like wanting to talk and i'm a, i'm a dad i'm not a mom and so i can talk to her about my experience as a dad but i'm i have been the dad of a five and two-year-old the same length of time she's been the mom of one and so, I mean, those are probably the two biggest challenges to me is is the mirror that they show me, correcting myself and then correcting that. And then it's like, crap, man, what else? What am I doing now that is going to manifest itself in in two weeks? And then I'm going to have to go back and fix that and and then helping Kat navigate it. I see that. So you essentially you're having to to hold yourself to a uh, a more stringent standard really at all times constantly so, yeah, yeah exactly so like yeah I, I get that totally because the the level of accountability goes way up because someone's always watching and learning from you yeah where it's like me i can take a rap off and act a fool and um not saying that that's right but there aren't immediate repercussions of that yeah 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 they're listening they're gonna say the same things you say they're going to do the same things you do. I mean, when people say they're like sponges, it's like people say, there's a lot of things people say about kids like, oh, the time goes fast and they're like sponges. And you're like, yeah, man, everybody says that. Okay, whatever. And then you have kids and you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah, I can think of lots of challenges and lots of things. Some I'm in the middle of right now, but for some reason, what came to mind is kind of similar to what Blake's talking about. I think a thread 
that runs through all of those challenges for me is um, how do I need to change in this moment? Because I think I think about, for instance, homeschooling. I've homeschooled all of my kids at various points, not all the way through, but have had experience with that. And one of the things as I've taught them it, that I learned pretty quickly is I need to not just um, approach my kid and try to teach them in this way that I think is right. Like this is this is the way to do it, mm-hmm. and they need to align with this and conform to this. Um, and, and the way they're going to learn and the way they're, we're going to move forward is for them just for this to click with them. And I, I've had to study my kids. And so I had to study like the way they think, the way that they approach things, how they understand things, um, the pace at which they learn. Um, one kid might learn to read really easily and quickly. One doesn't. And to be patient in that and change the way I'm presenting the math problems. And, and so a lot of what I've discovered is, is, how to not just I think it's easy as a parent to to say okay I have I have the way I have the path and you need to get on this road and you need to um, move over here to where I am and I think a huge lesson I've learned as a parent especially through challenges is sometimes I have to step off my path and humble myself or study and go into an uncomfortable place that isn't my natural personality isn't my natural bent and meet them where they are and understand that they are a totally uniquely created individual that sees the world differently than I do, sometimes because of their age, but sometimes just because of their personality and experiences the world differently. And I have to come to where they are. Um, and I think having multiple children is incredible too because you each kid is so different and so there there are certain of my kids I can identify with pretty quickly like I I understand how you think I totally get that I know why you feel that way (laughs) and and we can kind of share some things in that way and then I have other kids that I'm like I really don't get you I don't understand you like you are processing this totally differently you are so irrational (laughs) like like that's not the way I operate Um, if you would just do this and it's good to also have a spouse who maybe is different than you because my husband and I are very different in a lot of ways. And he can come to me and say, hey, I think you need to just kind of look at it this way. And I know you want to get to point X, but you need to back it up and you need to take this, you know, it, you know it's hard for you, but you need to just meet that person where they are and just sit in, sit in their emotion a little bit. Cause that's, I'm, I'm, I'm more logical. I'm less inclined to just sit in those places that feel irrational to me. And so that's helped me as well. So I think through those challenges, it's helped me grow as a person to understand my kids are so unique and so different. And it's not about me. It's not about me or accomplishing a goal or fixing this problem or even, you know, solving this challenge. It's about the relationship that I have with my kids because that's the thing that's going to last. The challenge, you know, is just a thing, but the relationship is what needs to be cared for. And so, you know, the challenge could still remain, the problem could still remain, but if I am connecting to my son or daughter's heart and caring for them well in that, then that's really ultimately what matters. Um, one, I guess, one little tiny example that I, I think about, I don't know why this came to mind, but um, I have 
a child who's pretty introverted and um, there was a period of time where this child would not really communicate or talk and somewhat because of age, but also just personality and just was really hard. And I had to really kind of enter in. I think one thing a parent needs to do is enter in and empathize, like really try to see through your kid's eyes and understand. And I knew this person, if I asked questions, they weren't really going to answer and wasn't going to get anywhere. And so I got a, bought just a, a journal, like, um, like a composer or not composers, um, composition notebook. So just cheap composition line notebook. And I had these questions, um, that a friend of mine who's actually a therapist gave me just personally, just for actually for marriage, like you go through these cards, their cards, and you ask your spouse a question every now and then, and, and each level kind of goes deeper and deeper, but it was intended for marriage. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this with this child and I'm going to start this notebook and I'm going to write the first question in the notebook and I'm going to put it on their bed. And cause this child of mine is kind of artistic and I think part of what uh, they didn't like was having to answer questions without thinking about them because they really cared about like their answer and it was meaningful to them. And, and so I thought maybe this is an angle that will work. And so then the child would write back and answer the question and give it back to me. And then I would answer the same question because then this child was getting to know me. I was getting to know them. They were getting to know me. And then we just kind of exchanged this notebook one question at a time. And it was just a cool example of learning your kid and understanding um, what was causing that, that challenge or that difficulty in communication. And it wasn't because this child was this rebellious, bad kid. It's just they processed things differently. And it was trying to unlock and figure out like what feels kind of a safe way for them to kind of process things and get to know each other in a different way. And so I don't know why that came to mind, but that was sort of a challenge that um, was sort of there was a creative solution to it. But I think all of it, the thread I had mentioned at the beginning is this idea of studying your children and understanding that you're, they're unique and sometimes it's not about us, but we have to move toward them and get out of our own comfort zones to build that relationship. Yeah, that's so good. That's a long answer, but no, that's <laughs> what a came si- to mind. That's a sig- that would be a significant challenge. Yeah. I had a couple other things come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't because know if we that have time was the, for that, Blake, but... Those were just where I'm kind of at right now, but I was thinking for kids in general... It's hard to watch them struggle with things, and mm. and I can just think of an example of like when Josie was little, and she would try to climb up on the bed, and I would just put her up there, and I thought, you know, like she's never going to learn to climb. If she falls, she's not going to know what it's like to fall and get hurt, and so that was one thing I had to learn. You know, that's been a year ago, but uh, that was a big one to me. Like, just let them struggle and let them fail, and if they don't, if she gets up there, great. Then she's learned it. If she hasn't. Then oh well. And another thing I learned was that I would discount what they were capable of. Mm. And if I would, I found myself, I would just give them the opportunity to try something. I'm like, man, there's really no way she's going to do this. A lot of times she would do it. And they're much smarter and more capable than you think they are, whether it's a physical thing or, or like, you know, some kind of uh, writing or math problems or whatever. But they always exceed 
what I think they can do. It's like I, I would just think, there's no way they can do that. But if you just give your kid the opportunity, they might still fail, but at least give them the opportunity to do it because a lot of times they'll actually get it and it'll it's going to make them progress so much faster because then they've just learned that and then they've got some confidence like, man, mom or dad's kind of proud of me that I, that I did that and I, I did good at that. And, and so maybe it helps them find you know, what they, um, what they like or something. But those were two things I remember in my past learning with the kids. And the last thing I'll share that made me think when you were talking, it just kind of stuck out to me how we're talking about marriage and mm-hmm. parenting and really how they're opposite. Like you get married and I mean, you know, your spouse pretty good, but over a lifetime you get to know them better and you're closer and closer but parenting's really different. Parenting's different. Like your child comes out and they immediately love you, and you're like the closest at that point. The unconditional love that they give you is is endless. And then as they grow to an adult, it really distances. Right? They get married, and you become less intimate, and it's almost opposite. Mm-hmm. The progression of marriage and well, it, less intimate in certain ways, less um, dependent. Yeah, but, I guess dependent yeah, maybe is a better. But. I would say my adult children, they, I mean, the, it's really cool uh, at a cool stage right now of seeing the depth of like all of those trials that you're like, how are we going to still have a relationship after this? You know, like, and my husband jokes that he's like, you know, with my daughter, you know, you're going to be those, you're going to be that old lady and that daughter that are like, either you hate each other or you love each other. You know, you're just, you know. Because you have that, because over those years, your, your child has, um, you've developed so much safety with them. Like they know you're a safe person. And sometimes the safest people in your life are the ones that you are the hardest with and you give them the hardest time because precisely because they're safe, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not, they're going to love you unconditionally. They're, you're not going to go anywhere. You know, it's your relationship has been tried. And so yeah. when your kids, when you, you pass through that um, and you've walked steadily through all of that at some point on the other end, hopefully, usually, um, you're, you're, the roots of that relationship have gone so deep yeah. because, yeah, and you've that. weathered so many storms because you've loved them unconditionally and you mm-hmm. haven't left them. You haven't, all those questions are testing and trying, like, are you going to choose me? Are you going to stick by me? Are you going to, you know, continue to love me? If you do, your actions will answer those yeah. questions. And so it can develop some really good intimacy in the end. Yeah, that's true. So, man. That's why you should have kids, Chad. I just learned so much from you guys. And, and you guys thought this was going to be a stupid topic. <laughs> oh, I didn't for think a podcast. You guys, you guys were mad at me for picking. I thought this topic. you think it's going to be a stupid topic, <laughs> and I still think you think. You know that. what? I bet you guys just helped a lot of people. Well, maybe so. I bet you guys just helped a lot of people. I heard a lot of wisdom coming out of here, Coach Krista talking about me, studying your kids, figuring out how to best help them navigate their life in the best way that they can learn and receive information. Blake talked about the potential of uh, potentially limiting your kids by doubting their abilities, right? And um, many more things. Those are the two that really stood out to me. But um, very, very good, man. I think the listeners are going to really love hearing from you guys. I just want to thank each of you so much 
for being good parents, for coming on here, sharing your lessons learned to help other people. And, you know, it was a profound conversation. What do you think, Chili? I've told you over and over again. If I got something to say, I'll say it. Okay. All right. Well, guys, this was a great podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, if you want to train, go put your application in for the Proving Grounds. Links in the show notes of this episode. If you want to train, go put your application in for the basic course. Links in the show notes of this episode. If you want to learn how to run, go purchase Enough Said Running. There's a link in the show notes of this episode. If you got anything out of the show, share the show. That's all we ask. We love you guys so much. Enough said.